Well, good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, Ambassador of 805 Connect and your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. Our show is sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and continued encouragement. And thanks to our podcasting partner, Polstering Press, for this great studio and to Patrick, my co-host. Hey, Patrick. Oh, Mark. Patrick, I want you to meet Kirsten McLaughlin. Hi, Kirsten. She is vice president at Cox Communications. Now, but it says market vice president. What does that mean? Hi, Mark. Hello. Are you going to be mad if I correct you on my name? Oh, oh. Yes, do it, please. <laughs> please do it. Let's start off. <laughs> it's Kirsten McLaughlin. Kirsten. Oh, <laughs> See? See? Kirsten. First rule of podcasting, you all of it? you. What do you call you? Kirsten. 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 I get that a lot. Please. Well, now that we've started off on the right foot, <laughs> Kirsten. <laughs> So how, how long have you been working for Cox? Just about two years now. Two years. And where'd you come from? So prior to working for Cox, I actually worked in the water industry here in California, mostly down in Orange County and for a short time here in the Santa Barbara area. Really? Mm-hmm. Hotly contested. Uh, That's a hard, hard business, I would imagine. It's called, it's blue gold. Oh, blue gold. Right. Blue gold, right? <laughs> no, um, I know a little bit about water. I run a global innovation network for the Southern California Metropolitan Water District. Oh, I didn't know that. I used yeah. to work very closely with a bunch yeah. of folks at Met. They're the they're the largest water district in the world mm-hmm. and the most prestigious, the most innovative, and they want to understand water. And so we built this network for them. We're in our fifth year of okay. running that. And they're connecting to innovators all over the world and then helping uh, point them to grants and opportunities to fund research and things like that. And I didn't know anything. I mean, we, we live in an area where we have drought and water's a big deal. So that must have been an interesting job. It was. I did um, the bulk of my um, water career, so to speak, was working for the <laughs> Irvine cool. Ranch Water District um, and doing all of their government relations and legislative affairs. So working in Sacramento, a little bit in D.C. And so is that what you do for Cox? S- to some degree, yes. Um, so as you asked initially, market vice president. So um, most of my job is kind of on the public affairs side. So external relations, government relations, a little bit of media, um, kind of being the face of the company here in Santa Barbara. And then um, helping to support all of our operational teams as needed. So the guys you see out in the vans, um, you know, our field techs, our planning and maintenance teams and helping them troubleshoot or, um, you know, get through different sort of escalated challenges, et cetera, permitting, whatever comes up. So, so, uh, so public affairs and government relations. What what does that mean? And and <laughs> does every business need someone who does that? So what's funny is I actually I joke that public affairs ends up being all the stuff that people don't know what to do with. So when <laughs> it doesn't well, give it to public affairs. <laughs> when it doesn't have a clear, you know, it's not clearly HR or clearly operational or clearly engineering. Right. It ends up in my office. So um, but huh. really it's working with here locally, working with other businesses, working with nonprofits, working with all the different partners we have in the community 
to make sure um, you know our Cox messages are getting out in the community um, and then also to make sure that we can run our business and do our jobs the way we want to. So that that makes sense but why why does your company budget a person like you to do that because every business should be thinking about partnerships every business should be mm -hmm. thinking about their role in the community but they don't <laughs> why why do you um so investment in our community is really important to cox communications and it has been since our inception um our founder james cox um you know we're still a family owned and operated oh, really? business um, and we're on the fourth, how many generations? We're on the fourth generation. Oh wow! Um, the the fifth generation is about to enter elementary school. Oh, um, and oh. sort of in the the early grooming process. Right. But um, as you know, how do you groom a cable magnet? <laughs> 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 just a lot of just a lot of like. Do you see this remote? What are the problems with this remote? Think about it. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting is um, so right now the the members of the family who are. Um, at the upper echelons in the company are the third and fourth generation, and they have worked their way up through various um, components of the company. So whether it's on the advertising sales side or the newspaper side, hmm. et cetera. So um, it's newspaper been, side, right? We have we still have a couple of newspapers. So we hmm. started as a newspaper company, uh, hmm. um, and we still have a few newspapers around the country, and then um, that's our Cox Media Group, and they have um, some televisions, or television stations around the, co the country. Um, none here in California, so hmm. other markets, so. So back to the, the that public affairs piece. Right. So the, the kind of people who listen to the show, they're <coughs> leaders, entrepreneurs, innovators. All good looking. Everybody well, listening to the show right now. Actually, is, yeah, they are. Really good looking I, people. Yeah, even but though it's radio, they've sent yeah. us pictures just it's, to prove that. Yeah, it's true. What would you advise a business owner, a business leader, as the primary value for them spending some portion of their time thinking outside of the business and thinking more public affairs? So I really think it's sort of the exponential value you can get with working with partners and collaborating with partners in the community, whether it's, um, you know, if we're doing a volunteer event or with our employees or we're making a donation to a local nonprofit, our efforts can always go further if, one, we have a very strong partnership with that nonprofit or that organization, right. but also if we're working with other businesses or say it's the schools or some of our elected officials, we can just all do more together. Um, I'll give you a good example. We do, um, Cox has an employee foundation, so our employees make oh. donations okay. um, through their paychecks, so sure. regular donations, and then the company matches those okay. donations. Um, and it's our Cox Charities Foundation. We're very proud of it. One of the big programs we do is our Cox Scholars Program, which is um, scholarships for graduating high school seniors from our area. And we just yesterday had our Scholars Luncheon where we were honoring this year's scholars. Isn't that great scholars. to see them? How the, many did you have? So we had four this, wow. five this year, I'm wow. sorry, five great. this year. Yeah. Um, and they're amazing. High, high um, school? High school. So right. Graduate or well now they just graduated 
off to college now next year. Now there's five. Did you do you do one from each high school? Is that how that works? No. Or so anyone it's merit who based. yeah, well, it's a combination of merit um, in terms of grades and um, involvement in the community. Right. Because um, you want so to celebrate that. That's a really big portion, and then to some degree, some financial need, but it's not contingent on financial need. Um, and so we had our luncheon yesterday, and we had representatives from all of our elected officials' offices. Oh, great. We had representatives from the schools, and it was just amazing to see all these people. And then, of course, our employees, who are the ones who reviewed applications and interviewed these mm-hmm. scholars and oh, ultimately really? selected them. And it was just such a great celebration. In the parking lot at Cox, we had a taco guy and a churro guy, and um it was so fun to see these students get honored, right. not only by Cox and our employees, but by their elected officials and their schools. Um, the county education office is working on some follow-up articles with them, et cetera. And it's just a good example of how we take our one little program and we can add in some partners from the community and it becomes a much bigger right. thing. Right. And some of these mm. students have now gotten connected with organizations that may be able to help them and work with them as they go on to their next adventures in life. And I'm sure that now the students that are going into their senior year in high school saw that and now know about that. Now there's an aspiration to maybe be one of those kids. Hopefully, yeah. (laughs) What's your, what's your favorite? I mean, you're, you, I'm going to guess you're involved in something every day. Having to go oh, I to thought something. you were going to ask a Game of Thrones question. That's really Ooh. I thought that's where you were oh, going. Going to that. Game of Thrones. I just thought that's Let's when you said, that. "What's your favorite?" And I was like, "He's going to say <laughs> Game of Thrones character." He's going to say it, but you didn't. So it's okay. Well, I will. I just what is your a, favorite a, Game of Thrones character. Oh wow! I was just watching it last night too. Um, I don't I have not so I, no I won't spoilers. say anything. Um, I. Jon Snow is a bastard. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry to wreck it. I'm so, I guess you didn't. Oh, man. I actually literally just said to my husband last night how much I love the strong female characters yes. yep. in Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah. Daenerys Stormborn. Um, yeah, so yes. f- my first thought when you asked that question is Daenerys, but I also love the Stark girls. Yeah, so they're pretty uh, good. It's, it's hard to They're having um, a good season. Choose. We should yeah. have a spinoff podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you think... <laughs> I, Nobody pays attention to that show, so it won't do very well. Yeah, right. yeah, it's not like there's right. a lot of people. I love that, that we didn't even say, do you watch it? We just went straight to, <laughs> who's your favorite character? Well, it's on her. She delivers Game of Thrones to our homes. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's you're probably true. responsible, Although, right? Although, shockingly, I cannot watch everything on TV because I you do have a, have a job to do. You're not, and your job <laughs> is not watching TV? I'm, not, I'm confused. It, yeah. Okay. I, I, so I wanna, contrary I wanna, to popular belief. Sure. <laughs> so while we're on Dragons... Yeah, uh, we talk about dragons a lot on the show, as it turns out, because okay. not everything's you know Rosen. roses and <laughs> nice and and we, we, there's dragons in life. Uh, one of the dragons right now for your industry is cord cutting, mm-hmm. and for Patrick, do you know what cord cutting is? I, I you no, know, but I want to hear. I do, but I want to hear you explain it because I think it's fun. So, uh, in in an increasingly wireless world, this metaphor doesn't really work. But cord cutting <laughs> is actually cutting cutting the cable, right? And and being able to get our services delivered over the internet. Ironically, the internet comes to us on a cable. The yeah. same cable, yeah. in the fact. Exact. Yeah. So exact. don't actually cut it. 
if yeah. you want your internet. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided I'm just going to cut it and the kids are just going to have to deal with it. Yes. Wait, where's my homepage? Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's our internet, our phone, and all of that. So <laughs> that, that, that's a huge, that's a, we, we look at what technology has done in disrupting industries, the music industry, newspaper, all of those things. Right. Guess what? It's your turn. Right. So um, I, I'm actually really glad you asked that question. It wasn't on my mind, but um, it's something I do love talking about because one, um, as we just discussed, it is the same cable that brings you your internet. And um, Cox Communications was actually pretty forward thinking in the industry and started making investments in internet um, really significantly in the late 90s. Um, we were actually the first to bring customers the internet over cable um, back in 96. So we have huh. a great story to tell. We love our internet product. Our speeds are just getting faster and faster. Um, you know, we're moving towards gig speeds across our markets. We'll have our first fiber to the home project here in the Santa Barbara area out at the village at Los Carneros when mm. that opens, mm -hmm. which is still supposed to be later this year, but I know they're having some delays in the construction. Um, but then we're also uh, next year starting to roll out uh, the DOCSIS 3.1 technology in our markets, which is actually- What is that? I was gonna go there. So Thank that's you. actually, um, it's DOCSIS 3.1 is the next generation um, modems mm. that allow up to gig speeds over existing coax oh, infrastructure. Because you can't replace all the cable. Right. So it's it's easy to put fiber to the home in new development, much more costly to do that, um, to retrofit old development. Mm -hmm. Our network is all fiber, but your connection at your home the is... What they call the last mile. Right. Is what... Um, well, it's not quite that. It's actually from when it comes into your home. Yes. It's, um, it's uh, co what we call coax. So... Right. Um, these new modems will allow for up to gig speeds over the coax, which is amazing. So you can just switch out your modem In and the have next these two amazing. years that's happening? So starting to roll out across our markets next year, we'll have, I don't have more specific sure, timelines sure, at this sure. point, but we'll start um, seeing it, yeah, in the next couple of years. And I it'll it'll be exciting. I thought so. you I thought you were going to say, well, we were a company before there was cable, and we will be a company after there's cable. That is a great answer too. <laughs> but we, I were, <laughs> we were a media <laughs> company when it was newspapers, <laughs> right? Right. We're not just one thing. Right, yeah. and and that is true. And yeah. I would like to hold that thought and go back to it because I do want to get to our video products. Um, we yes, this is a trend in the industry, and the industry is struggling with. Um, how do we keep people from cutting the cord or how do we bring people back, more importantly, once they've cut the cord? Make their service relevant again. And we have, I, I personally, I am biased, but I have to say we are doing it and we are doing it right. Um, we partnered with um, Comcast and have actually licensed their Xfinity pr platform. So their Xfinity product, we're calling it the new Contour. We launched in California. It was our first market um, earlier this year and we've launched across all of our markets. It is um, the next generation of video services. It's really fun, um, and it's kind of bring, it is bringing people back to 
good old cable services in their homes. Um, I think our numbers, it's still a little early to see, but we're seeing great trends in people taking the new Contour services. Comcast, I know, has seen people come back to their services. So with what does Contour do? I mean, is it, What's uh, the interface? Like, so well, well, one of the things is um, I, I, wanna, I want on-demand. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sure. talk as a consumer. Sure. I want yeah. on-demand, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I know all that content's coming in, so mm -hmm. it's already there. But if I, I've got to be prescient enough to set my, I'm a TiVo guy, because I was a beta site for TiVo back 13 years ago. Wait, you have an ago. actual TiVo? I do. And is it steam-powered or coal? It's coal. It's coal, that's Mine's not surprising. Coal. Sure. Yeah. 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 And actually, the coal storage takes up more <laughs> it's space. It's not surprising. But it's and it's a little dirty. Yeah, a little we're, bit. We're working on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, interesting you asked that. Um, in our first few months, with the exact same on-demand library, we have seen on-demand use go up about 40% huh. because it's so much easier to find what you're looking for. Right. Mm. And that's really the key... Um, behind Contour. It's easy to search. It's mm -hmm. easy to find. You can type in numbers. Is you it can a box? type in Is names. It an actual it's a box. box. Yeah. Type in numbers, type in names. More importantly, you can use the voice activated remote control and talk mm. to your TV. So where are you on Which is amazing. We're in the future. It's the <laughs> so future. Is, is Contour <laughs> analogous to Apple TV? What's or what's the mm. Google version? I mean, but it's, you know, it's the it new is, way it, to interface. It is very. It, it has a lot of similarities. I don't want to say it's analogous because it's still cable service coming through the Contour, right. whereas Apple TV is apps, etc. We do have an app component of mm. Contour. Right. So one of my favorites. I'm a big sports fan, and one of my favorites is you can hit a button and it pulls up the sports app, which means down the side of your TV you have all the scores of mm. all the current games, and you mm. can scroll up or down to see scores of previous games or upcoming Wait, so are, schedules. Are we talking about the Rams here? What are we talking about? What are well, you excited about? Well, it can about? be the Rams. Yeah. I like to use it for college football. Oh. So on a Saturday, you can hit, the, you know, in the fall, you hit the button, and it'll show me all the games that are currently going on. If they are live on my TV, I can go directly to them while you have a game playing in your regular TV screen. See, that's the real magic, right? Is interfacing with two things. This is the new right. millennial movement. Of, right, of right. second screen. Second screening and, right. and yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so when you take um, this amazing new technology in our new contour um, and you combine that also with, I think, and, and this is just me speaking, um, I think that the cord cutting phenomenon works really well for some people. If you really are just someone who walk, who only watches a, B, and C, then you can cut the the TV cord and, you know, maybe grab your HBO and your Hulu and be done with it, your Netflix, and you're done. Right. And it is a cheaper option, and if that's all you watch, that's fine. Not if you, not by what but, you just, those three well, add up to about. <laughs> that might, right, yeah. well, that was where I was going, yeah. is depending on what you watch, that's 30 it's bucks a month. very quickly. Yeah ends right. up being about the same as what you would pay. Plus, you have to add in your internet connection. And if right. you're streaming right. that much, you want a pretty fast internet connection. So th depending on how you do the math and what, what you watch as a consumer, it very quickly adds up to be about the same as what you would be paying for cable. And now we have this 
this amazing new product that makes it easier to watch cable. Mm -hmm. It interfaces with all the th all the different things you want to interface with, and visually, it looks like your Apple TV or your Netflix. I think it's better than Netflix, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah. But it's very easy to navigate. Mm. So. The navigation is everything, right? I think right. I think w watching you guys as a company maneuver that idea of 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 letting go. Of, of previous paradigms and saying like, we're done with that. We're going to move into a place that we know people want to go. But then like leapfrogging is the thing that's so exciting to watch because it really is. It re Netflix is the same interface it's been for a while now. And it is not an easy interface at times. It is not everything you want it to be, especially on an Apple TV with your tiny little remote. I mean, there's always that <laughs> what, struggle. I'm going to uh, be contrarian. Please be contrarian. Um, because the CTO of Netflix is a Tedster. Yeah. And he's a buddy. Yeah. And I'm... I kind of, I look at those, I look at uh, Amazon Prime Video. That's I, hard to navigate. That is that's very hard. That's, diff that's um, the biggest complaint they probably receive for that. And, I, and my Apple TV, I like talking to it, so I'm glad to hear that Contour supports that because yeah. that's, mm -hmm. that's absolutely the future. Um, but I, I, you know, I really think about that user, I'm a software guy, so I'm yeah. always thinking about user experience, right? And how easy is it to go forward, to go backward, to stop? And pick up something on another device and you know I have 15 minutes that I'm waiting for something oh I'll get caught up on X whatever it is I'm watching and I still find that I TiVo shows and I can't get them off that darn box and onto my device that oh, I want. Oh right. Oh, yeah. right. That's what I want to yeah. do and I don't want to go buy a sling box I don't want to go mm -hmm. Do that other thing. What's that called? It's a new, what's the term for taking it with your on well, your tablet? It, well, it's cloud storage. Mm. So it's in when you DVR something, rather than it being stored on the the box, it's stored in the cloud, and then you can access. Is it. that coming? It is coming. I don't have a timeline yet, but it is coming. So, so I love, I love, <laughs> <laughs> I love that that you're like, I don't have a timeline yet. I'm kind of like, holy shit! Did I just meet the person that has those timelines. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you telling me that like I could pe periodically check in with you and you'd be like, yeah, June. What? Yeah. What? Sometimes. Oh, let's yeah. let's Sometimes. test that right now. <laughs> yeah. When are we gonna have world peace? Oh yeah. Uh. Do you have that? Is that on your? <laughs> You know, there's a lot of, we are a very diversified company, <laughs> as Patrick mentioned, yeah. but unfortunately, it is a public affair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, and we don't know where else to put that in the organization. So I, we're going to put right? it on your desk. And I am working on it because I'm relationship building. I and think broadband I think service <laughs> to uh, various different <laughs> war areas would reduce the level of animosity. by well, bringing I've, I've got to figure that with the, uh, the, this is the wrong word, but the mobilization of our civilization. I was just on a plane to New York and I go back to use the, the restroom and I'm walking back to my seat. Everybody has a screen in front mm -hmm. of them. They, n one person was reading a book and it did not used to be that way. And, mm -hmm. and I'm usually you, that person. Yeah. And if you're, uh, if you're in any public space anymore, 90% of the people, if it's in some waiting space, 90% of the people, and it's not demographically bound, are staring at a screen. So that's in clearly in your wheelhouse. Like, what are they, you want to be what they're looking at, yeah? Right, right. Well, well, and we really think of ourselves as we are the company that connects them to what they're looking at, whether it's through our cable services or our internet services. We are the company that's bringing them all the different content, all the different connections um, and news sources and tools, et cetera, that 
that our customers need and want and that connect them to the world. What, what about the people, though, that can't afford that connection? So um, we have our Connect to Compete program. <laughs> it's a great setup. <laughs> so um, Connect to Compete is our low-cost internet for families. It's really aimed at um, education. Is that so a fun. national program? It is a national we program. Because we have people who are listening all over the Yes. All over. So, so it's a national program that actually started right here in Santa Barbara really? with um, Cox's uh, partnership with Computers for Families, Which Partners was, in Education. I was one of the guys in the early bird days of that. And the county education office. Excellent. Nice, Excellent. Nice. So um, back in 99, yep, we yep. started building this partnership where yep, that's right. Computers for Families provided computers and Cox provided low-cost internet. I remember that. So um, that now lovely. is called com- Connect to Compete. Connect to Compete. And it's actually a national nonprofit that we um, partner with. And um, so all the, the sort of back end, the families qualifying and, and the databases and all that go through Connect to Compete. Um, and uh, families who are on the free lunch program right. and soon to be the reduced lunch program, that'll, I do have a timeline on that. That's next. starting this summer. Yes. So we're ready for back to school next year. Um, qualify for, it's uh, $9.95 a month. Wow. And there's no, they get a router. And um, nine ninety five and the ru- and here's a router and there you go. Yep. Wow. Yep. What no, a what a um, equalizer. Yeah. What a, so what a level and up. no no contracts wow. etc. Um, and then we still work with locally. We still work with computers for families to connect families who need it um, with computers. So and in our different markets, we have different partners f- on the computer side. Right. So, um, so it's Patrick, an amazing program. And I will say we actually also just added um, another qualifier qualification is um, if you are a family who's getting any kind of public housing assistance, hmm. whether it's living in public housing or getting like Section 8 vouchers, et cetera, that is also a qualification. So if you have students in K through 12 and you are on one of these um, support programs, then you qualify for Connect to Compete. Nice. Patrick, back in the day, 1999. I've uh, heard of it. It was, yeah, Prince did a song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Um, there was this, uh, there's a group in Santa Barbara that is part of a national organization called um, Partners in Education. The idea is take leaders in education and pair them with leaders in the business community and figure out how we can do these initiatives that help all of us. Right. And really meet the needs of the teachers and the schools in, in ways that, they may not be getting exactly. otherwise. You know, and building a stronger society. You know, simple. Well, that good stuff. Simple ideas. And world peace. World, world peace. World peace. Yeah. That, and, and that year, we'll remember, was prior to Y2K. Sure. And so we had all, there was a lot of computers. So like, what are we yeah. going to do with these computers? Uh, <laughs> you know, and this unreasonable fear that this was going to be. 16 uh, years yeah. ago. Yeah. And um, w- so what happened is as businesses were retooling and they would have 40, 50 computers. Oh, like, oh what are we going to yeah, do with yeah. them, right? So they said, well, we, we need to scrub them, clean them, mm-hmm. fix them. I mean, scrub as in what Hillary Clinton didn't do to her servers. Uh, <laughs> she says, you mean scrub it? I cleaned it? What? What a, no, ran- but, what a but random she- dig by Mark Sylvester. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> She's not here right now to defend herself, Mark. That's okay. <laughs> uh, 
it wasn't a dig. It was just <laughs> we want to clean them. I wanted sure. to be very clear sure. that yeah. that they're uh, and fix them, add memory, right. get do all the kinds of things that you do. But where do you get the workforce to do that? Uh, yeah, good question. Do you want me to solve that or do please? You, oh, uh, convicts? I don't know. I, I, That's what they did. No. Did I solve it in the right way? Yes. No. Yes. That was pretty impressive. That was nice. good. They went to Los Prietos Boys Camp. Oh, fantastic. Great great program, really. And there have advocate. been so many success stories where yeah. kids got a skill, and when they would come out of the camp, they would go get a job in IT in the community. Awesome. Oh, it's so it's, awesome. It's yeah. extra awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's so good. Right. And so all those computers went back to families. But the other thing we learned was that actually the ideal age for that to happen is fourth grade. Hmm. So we said the early goal, which got surpassed uh, early on, was every fourth grader in the region mm -hmm. has a computer, hmm. period. Mm -hmm. And then we found that the kids were really good at it, but the family wasn't. So then they came up with mm -hmm. the night school programs that were yes. free, bring the families in and the photographs. I mean, that, that program is still going great. But right. I'm, I'm thrilled to see that here's another thing started here in the region, like mm -hmm. Earth Day, like mm -hmm. Blue Lasers and all of those, that has gone national is making a difference. Yeah, it's, it's really quite amazing. And it's such an amazing program. And to watch, um, to be able to connect families and students with computers at home, um, I like the branding, connect to compete. Right? Mm -hmm. That's yeah. a great brand for that. It's really kind of just such a neat part of the job. And to, and just another way that, um, you know, when I go out and do my public affairs thing to talk about all the different ways we're investing in our communities. Yeah, but aren't really you guys just is. doing that to kind of, you know, aren't, is, is that really sincere? Do you really care about the community it at all? It is really sincere. And actually, so we got sidetracked talking about the fourth generation yeah. of Cox family, but um, our founder, James Cox, in his will, and I have not seen his will, but um, there are provisions on how the company is to be run, mm. and a section of those provisions are about community investment. And it is a core value of the company, community investment and investing in your employees. And when I, um, when I was interviewing for this job, everyone talked about that, how much the company is committed to its employees, committed to its communities, and then, of course, committed to its customers, although that goes to your point. Mm -hmm. We're committed to our customers because that's how we sure. continue to be a company. But to put those three together, I heard about it when I was interviewing, and I thought, wow, this sounds great, but, you know, we'll see if this is real when mm -hmm. I get there. Mm -hmm. And to see that it is real and kind of beyond what I even imagined because I've never worked for an organization that is so committed – um, and then to know that it's just the, the community investment is just interwoven into everything we do, which is pretty amazing. Yes. I'm curious about when you have government affairs, is there a, an anti-cable lobby? I mean, do you, <laughs> is there a dragon that you've got to fight in, in that regard? I mean, what kind of government, give me an example of you having to go to the board of supervisors or the the legislator, to to where does that fit in? I just don't. I can't even. I don't even have an example in my head. So it's definitely not an anti-cable 
dragon, as you said, you know, or lobby. It's um, it's more just different issues that pop up that may need to be massaged or lo- I mean, so locally um, and we we generally here don't have issues around this. In some of our other markets, it becomes more of an issue. But sometimes there's issues around permitting. Um, and again, that goes back to relationships. What and do you mean permitting? Um, so we have part of our local um, we pay franchise fees to our local entities, and that um, allows us access to the right-of-way. So all of our infrastructure is in the public right-of-way. Um, but you still so have- So your cable goes on the telephone wires and et cetera. Yeah, although that it. gets very complicated because those are- No doubt. Yes, yeah, so we don't even need yeah. to go there. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but it means that we can do work in the public right-of-way, but it still means we often need permits for doing work depending on what the work is, some things are covered, you know, if it's regular maintenance, it's very easy to get in, get out. If we're adding things and we have to go through a permitting process. Again, here, um, because of our strong relationships with our local entities, generally it, everything goes smoothly. Mm-hmm. But that is an area where sometimes you need a government relations person mm-hmm. to go in and talk about why we need permit X and what the timeline's going to look like. To and educate the, the yeah, administrators yeah. and the people who are running. Yeah. And, um, and sort of make that connection between the technical side of things mm-hmm. and the more political sides of things. Because sometimes, you know, streets do have to, you know, be dug into and there's traffic sure. control and concerns, sure, sure, et cetera. Sure. So on the local level, it's things like that often. Um, more of more of what we do on the government side is probably well. There's a lot at the federal level with the FCC, sure, um, and then some at the state level too. And often that has to do with, you know, different just legislative proposals that may negatively impact our business. And so we usually just try to go in and massage and 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 explain what the impact is and go from there. If you, like any industry, really. If you were at career day <laughs> um, at a local high school, and there we have career days all over the world, right, where we have professionals who, you know, love their work, and they're talking to a group of bright-eyed young 16-year-olds, give me your two sentences of why they should consider a career in public affairs. It doesn't matter whether for Cox or for a mm-hmm. water district because you've, you've done that your whole career. You've been involved in that. And which is pretty amazing. I'm actually mm-hmm. using my degrees, which right. so, most people so what's say. the <laughs> what's the compelling... Because we, we've got young people listening and they're making a choice. I mean, do I want to do, do a startup? Do I want to be a leader? Do I want to go work for someone? Do I want to do... So, go. So, it, I would say it's not for everybody. Um, but for people who are people, people, if you, okay. you know, it's, it's a relationship world, if that's something that you enjoy, um, and you are also someone who can kind of pivot and work on a lot of different things at the same time and, um, enjoys getting involved in a lot of different okay. things sure. at the same time, then it's probably a great career path. Um, I was always interested in politics and public affairs and to some degree communications because I felt like it was an area that sort of cut across a lot of different industries. So I could, I mean, I made the jump from the water industry to cable. And while there are things that 
do overlap, they're also very, very different. Very different. Yeah. Right. But the skills that are needed in terms of government relations and public relations are Lateral, very nice. similar. Yeah, sure. um, so that was always something that was interesting to me was that um, it afforded me a potential career path where I could learn a ton and potentially be involved in a lot of different industries throughout my career. Oh, no, I like that. And, so. it's, and it's worked out well. And then I found this industry, cable, internet, telecom, and the amount of information and opportunities to learn and expand your horizons is pretty amazing. What is um, a question? Had I'd heard, and I don't know if this is an urban myth or not, <laughs> but that um, Santa Barbara, because we're surrounded on three sides by mountains and then the Pacific Ocean on the fourth, that we were the one of the first, if not the first, but the most cabled city in the United States. Oh, because we didn't satellite dishes don't work well here. Mm-hmm. No, no. Yeah. Let's go be before satellite dishes. Oh, aerial antennas. Aerial antenna. Right here, you could yeah. get one station, which was San Diego. Huh. Um, and I don't know how that is now, but like you, we couldn't even get KYT when I moved here in 72 mm-hmm. until you got cable. Do you know anything about that? I don't, actually. Let's just go with that. Sounds factual. It's an urban myth. Let's, say, let's just say <laughs> that's real. Well, could we get our fact check checking? <laughs> yeah, let me just uh, to type that in. Yeah, that's true, Mark. Turns <laughs> wow. out it's exactly accurate. That's real-time information there. That's what we uh, do. Here. And my last question for you, Kirsten, is um, crystal ball time. What's oh. kind of what's... I've got to. I've got to think. There's a secret lab at Cox, <laughs> where they're working on the future. What? What's the, the three year? Like, what? What is some cool stuff we could be looking forward to? So it's it's funny. There's <coughs> not a secret lab at Cox, but we are part of an organization called Cable Labs, um, which they're not secret, but they are working on technology um, and next generation amazing stuff um, for the industry. And um, I I am not the right person to try (laughs) to explain some of the things I've heard about, but really um, one of the things things that stuck out to me the last time I got a a Cable Labs update, which was about six months ago, is um, the advances that are being made on the storage side of our world. Um, And when I say our world, I don't just mean cable and internet industries, but personal storage as an individual, companies, et cetera. Um, Have you heard about synthetic DNA? Mm -hmm. There is work Mm -hmm. being done on using synthetic DNA to store data. And I, I, again, I am not the person to explain this to you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is this is there. She's right. It, it's not it's not here yet, but there is lots and lots of div- of, of research being done on it right now. This yeah. is a this is a TED talk. That's fascinating stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you you're know. S- you're saying that the delivery device in our in our houses, while still might have cocks on it, might look very different than what we're experiencing right now. Probably. Yeah. I, I mean, I and I don't know, and I don't have any inside information there. Um, and it also depends what time horizons we're talking about. You know, I, right now, I think in the shorter term, um, you know, we talked about the new contour, but we're going to see a lot of cool incremental additions mm-hmm. to that platform mm-hmm. over the mm-hmm. next few years. 
Um, we talked about the cloud storage so you can record something at home and even recording is sort of an antiquated term mm -hmm, now mm -hmm, so you right. can capture something at your home and right. then go watch it in the park on your iPad um, and so I think there's lots to come but again I'm not the technical person That's so I'm going to uh, leave no, it there. Yeah. Mark do you remember your first cable box? I, I do. Yeah I remember ours was in 1982 and it had like 12 channels on it. It was magic. Did it have a dial? Yes. And I think ours was actually in our neighbors. Oh, you, yeah. Yeah. To yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, be very honest, yeah. right? Because I don't think I could afford it at the time. And we just ran a, a wire across. But that's, I mean, it's, the things have changed so much, right? And everything right. has changed. And in fact, the time has changed from when we first started 45 minutes ago to now. We're at the end. That goes fast. Boom. <laughs> Just like that. And we are at the part of the show where, uh, you know, we have people actually listen just for this part of the show. <laughs> Which is uh, they fast forward all the way to the 40 minute mark just to and get say, there. okay, what they do, what they would, what they do. Yeah. Um, so, so you're now part of a large collection of conversations with interest. Like we said, they had a show, fascinating people you want to know better. And we want to have a, an interesting title for this conversation to intrigue that person who listened to another show. Now they see this list, oh, that was good, I'll, I'll, t I'll take another, please. Uh, and they, they, all they have to know is the title. So they can't go on anything other than the title. So we like to give you first dibs on what we would call this show. And a listener, if you could see Kirsten's face right now. Uh, that's why we need to do video eventually. Just, <laughs> I just want the one, I just want you to have a foot pedal so you can just snap off, a, just take one shot of the person just as they realize what you're asking them. Yeah. <laughs> Name so is my show. reaction normal? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is, I, I'm reacting that way because this is the place where I would like to have something very witty and yeah. brilliant and I don't. Um, so... I mean, what pops into my head, we talked about it some, but is connect to compete. Mm, okay. um, mm -hmm. It is, you and know. And that could be taken a lot of different ways because if they don't know, mm -hmm. you know, where they don't know about that, they'll learn about it, but they read that, that's an intriguing title, mm -hmm. right? It's a nice brand. Yes. Great. And Especially then they if we can connect that, make sure it's Cox's connect to compete. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> a, 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 a company girl all the I way. I do <laughs> have to. I do have to make sure. I'm you, okay. Yeah. Do you have a Cox tattoo? I do not. I do not. Okay. Talking about are we commitment. All, are we all going to get tattoos? Is that yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Kirsten, thank you so much. Thank you, Mark. We this appreciate you having you on the show, and I want to publicly thank you for. Uh, supporting our TEDx Live event that yeah. we have in March. Um, help uh, stream uh, the live TED <laughs> from Vancouver to um, 100 people who got to watch TED. Excellent. Uh, free, we called it Free Range TED because uh, <laughs> it was unedited. It was great. Thank you so much for that. We well, appreciate it Thank very you. Much. We enjoyed being a part of that. Yay. So I also want to thank, uh, again, California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and & Weicker Insurance Services our podcasting partner, Pull String Press, and Cielo24, who provides the searchable captions for our show. The 805 Connect project now in our third year is supported by partners and sponsors throughout the region. I want to thank them as well. More information on 805 Connect at 805connect.com. Patrick, 
um, how could someone, the person who's listening, they say, God, yeah. I, I want to help these guys. I want to be a part of this somehow. I wanna, how yeah. do I, I want to be connected. Right. Well, um, on top of rate, write, and review, I know we say that all the time, so let's right. break that down real quickly. Um, put up a review of this show yes. uh, on any of the platforms that you are listening through, uh, whether that's uh, Stitcher or Player FM or uh, the iTunes store. Uh, go in there and put a review up because those reviews speak volumes and they are yeah. representative of a much larger voice. And if you put a review up, that will really affect uh, the ability for us to gain new listeners to this show uh, and give them access. That is really the best thing you can do. On top of you know having all of your friends subscribe, uh, give us give us a review. Just do it. Take a second. Yeah. Hang up on us right now. Yeah. Stop. Don't even listen to the rest of the show. Go review us. I love that. Yeah. And I would love to hear from you personally. So while you're reviewing, drop me a note, Mark at 805connect.com. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, we run into people all the time who, you know, tell us about the show and we appreciate that. So um, I'd like to know what you like about the show. And until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, <laughs> your host for 805 Conversations. <laughs> 